I would like to start off with an update from Syracuse, New York. It's snowing. Probably it is. Uh, <laughs> That's a safe bet when someone's like, hey, did you hear what happened in Syracuse? And you're like, snow? It probably involved the weather. No, this is an update on my dad who uh, has been has been doing so well since, you know, my mom passed in December. And he reported uh, a few days ago that he went to the casino. You know, oh. it's cabin fever is a very real thing in Syracuse. So when you get a chance in the winter to get out, you do it. Mm -hmm. um, but the casino is a big deal because that's just something he's used to doing with my mom. Right. So he went to the casino and I think she was with him because he sat down at a table, a, a table game that he doesn't normally play and walked away $600 richer. That is totally your mom. Um, and then she would have like taken the money and then gone and like hidden it somewhere. Right. Well, he, she would have said, okay, Jimmy, we're going home. That's yeah, it. That's it. Cause we're when leaving. she won, she would be like, okay, done. Her threshold at the casino was a hundred dollars. And if she won a hundred bucks, cause they didn't go to get rich. They went for the, as an activity for the sport of yeah. it. So if, if they went with, with, $100. If they left with 110, that was a good day. So that was my mom's measuring stick. So he sat down, he won. And then I don't know if it was that night or the next night, but my mom's recliner in the living room where she would sit and watch TV every single night, mm -hmm. the cat would never jump up on it. Misty. And the other night the cat jumped up and curled up in the, in the no. chair. So I think that was my mom, like a little high five from the casino or something. Maybe totally was. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that my dad went to the casino and won. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that your dad has such awesome neighbors. Oh, they're the best so good. We never, ever have to worry about him. It's so, it's just awesome. Community, he's, community, community. He's trying to get Verna, who's his neighbor across the street, to be our New York State caller. Oh, yeah. She really should call Verna. I know you're listening. Yeah, you they, have no they, reason to not call. I've seen that phone in your hand. They listen every day and then they talk about us to each other. So <laughs> he's trying to get her. And Verna's husband, Tom, pretends not to listen. He's like, no, nah, I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't listen. I don't listen. But he really does. But then in the conversation, he's like, well, what about that time when Callie did this? Did that, did that, <laughs> was that, was that really that annoying? I heard that. I'm like, I thought you didn't listen. He's like, well, I caught, you know. I just, I heard it in the background. Yeah, I was in the same room. So I heard it. But it's anyways. like what Jeff does with Downton Abbey and <laughs> yes. Gossip Girl. He acts like he doesn't know the whole thing, but he totally does. Right. Yesterday uh, on the last episode of The Upside, we talked a little bit about me sharing on social media that I had another negative pregnancy test this month. Um, and a little background on that. Jeff and I got pregnant in 2018. Right. 2018 in November, we had a miscarriage the first week of January of 2019. Happy new year. Yeah. And, um, our, we started trying to get pregnant again, like in 
March of 2019. So it's been a year and my doctor said, try for a year. Everything looks good. So, um, we have been trying for a year and I got a negative, negative pregnancy test and then shared my emotions about it on social media. And I thought it was important. I think it's important to do that because a lot of times it seems like, at least from where I sit, that it's not a journey for everybody. Can I state for the record, by the way, that the minute you started talking about this, Lily jumped off the chair she was sitting on and came over and put her head on your lap. She did. She's such a good dog. We call her our ESP, our emotional support pot cake. She totally, she totally knows when there are sensitive vibes and we'll go right up to that person and be (laughs) like, you good? I got you. Unless they're sensitive vibes from our neighbor and then she'll bite your head off. (laughs) Um, But I shared that. I was feeling really sad just because I, there's so many things that women go through when they're trying to get pregnant that I would have never, ever thought about before. And the world just kind of like, the world isn't very sensitive to women trying to get pregnant. I would never know this as, as a guy, but you've pointed out some of the stuff like the fact that the pregnancy and fertility stuff is in the same aisle of the drugstore as the period stuff. You literally have to walk through the baby diaper aisle to get to like tampons and stuff like yeah, that. You don't have to cuss. Baby, you're 46. <laughs> the chick is up. Um, but so that, and then I had been, you know, using digital pregnancy tests. And I think something about seeing the words, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to use those anymore. Not pregnant is really jarring. Like it's just, it's literally in bold and you're supposed to take pregnancy tests very early in the morning, like right when you wake up. And, um, here's a great way to start your day. Here's some, right. You're here's not some, pregnant. Now go to work, smile, put on a happy face and be fine. Here's some really bad news before you've even poured yourself a glass of orange juice. The whole thing is just like, oh my gosh, come on. It's like the universe's greatest test of patience is trying to get pregnant. It's, I, it's weird. I think pregnancy tests are the universe's greatest practical joke because for the first half of most women's life, you are praying for a no. Right. And then the second half, you're praying for a yes. There's never really a time in there where you're like, nah, I don't really care what it turns out to be. Yeah, it's very <laughs> weird. Um, so I've been very open about that. Um, that's kind of where we are right now. And how do you feel about it? I, well. Nobody asked the guy ever, really. Um, I'm more patient about it, I think. Um probably that's part of that is being naive, but also I'm normally not a patient person, but if, if I believe in the bigger picture, right. In the Mm -hmm. 30,000 foot view, a baby, while every baby is a blessing last year would have been a nightmare. You know what I mean? Like it would have, this podcast probably wouldn't be a podcast. Mm -hmm. Who knows where we'd be living because I, you know, might've been forced to take another job type Mm -hmm. of thing. So I, I kind of have a trust that the universe or, or God or the grand plan or whatever you believe in is lining everything up for the way it should be. And I just never thought, I I just don't really question that. I think I would feel very different if, if the past year was drama and stress-free. 
Like if, yeah. if we had a year of just no, uh, normal work and life is ne- fine, never had the miscarriage. And you know, the past few years, I don't want to go into all the details, but they've just been, they've, they've been hard lousy for, mm-hmm. for us. So I think the the fact that all of that is going on is reassuring as to why it didn't happen. And I do believe that the time is starting to be right for it to happen. Yeah. I, Which I probably just jinxed it. Like <laughs> what's going to, a tree's going to fall on our house or something tonight. Right. right. So. I, um, yeah, I am not worried about not being a parent. I think the stress at least for me is like, they give you this number really early in women. I don't know why they tell us this. So from such a young age, but they're like 34, 35, that's when it goes South with your eggs. So like my 34th birthday, I'm like, well, good Lord. Like I, okay. I'm at the magical age where people start worrying about that kind of stuff. And it just becomes more real. I think for women, cause we've heard, Hey, 34, 35, like that's when your egg count decreases and you know, men have things forever and we don't, um, our, our, yeah, I can, limited. I could be breeding into my 80s. You that's pretty gross, but you could in theory <laughs> um, if you found a younger wife. Um, so anyways, that's where we are. And it's a really weird, awkward thing, but I feel like we should talk about it. I feel like not enough people do talk about it. And it's weird. Um, I feel hear- I feel this similarly about um, mental struggles, whether it's anxiety or yes. depression or stuff like that, is I do pregnancies and miscarriages because they are, they're just as faultless as catching a cold or breaking a finger or, or not having 20, 20 vision. So if, if you, it's just an odd thing that if, if you see somebody who's got a cast on their hand and you say to them, you know, what, what happened? What, you know, what did you do to your finger? And they say, oh, uh, I broke it. Like the follow-up isn't like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, if, if you, if, you know, the fact that you did that over 35 means it's going to be so much harder for your bones to heal and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry that happened. And you moved on. But for whatever reason with pregnancy, like there's this non-spoke, you either don't speak about it. Or you speak about it after the fact or something. It's just a weird thing. I don't like to scratch that analogy. I never should have made it. That was dumb. You're usually really good at analogies. That was a dumb one. But you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And I feel like the the pregnancy thing is weird because I don't know if it's a generational thing that you're not supposed to talk about it. But we found out so much. It was funny when we were pregnant. We were pregnant for about seven weeks. And um the first time. And, um, well, the, the only, the time. only time, <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. Um, the only time and Jeff and I were talking about, okay, so you're supposed to wait 12 le- weeks. Like, what is that? Like why? And all of this stuff. And we were both having a hard time with these like quote unquote rules because, okay, and- so you're setting us up. So we don't tell anyone. And then when you go through an incredibly hard, painful experience, no one knows. And then you have to either tell people or you tell no one and suffer in silence. So why or you not? T- or you tell them after the fact, like, Hey, Kelly, I got pregnant. Woo. But not anymore. Oh, like, it's just like why I think that we've talked about it. And the next time that we're, if we're lucky enough to get pregnant, um, we'll say, Hey, yeah, we're pregnant and it's really early and hopefully it goes great. But please, you know, saying good energy to, you know, the 
the baby because I think the prince, <laughs> whatever. Because last time I still feel like I'm sad that we didn't tell more people because that child could have been getting good energy and getting prayed for while it was a viable baby. So yeah. So anyways, that's anyways. why that's <laughs> that's that's a um a a real. You know, I think we say with the, with this show, we're going to always keep it real and have the ups and downs. And and that's why we didn't talk about it yesterday because it would have been way too down. Yeah, I, I was too emotional to talk about it yesterday, but today I'm fine. And, and here's something else I wanted to talk about as it relates to having bad days. Look, I am the happiest I've ever been in my life, truly. And that doesn't mean it's stress-free and that doesn't mean that there aren't issues, but I love where I am with work. I love the show so much. Jeff and I's relationship in our marriage has never been better. Um, I love life right now. The seeing the not pregnant thing is one hard thing. And I, you know, was sad for a day. And I happened to wake up the next day yesterday and say, you know what? I'm feeling actually really good today. And that was just where I was. And I think if you can do something first, honor your emotions, how you feel about anything. If you're upset about something, be upset about it. It's fine to be upset about it. And then put one step in a forward motion of where you want to be. So if you're really upset about something that happened at work or really upset about something that happened with a friend, okay, marinate on it, be sad, feel how you feel, and then figure out one thing you can do to change the direction of the outcome of that situation. That energy, the energy yeah. around that. Yeah. And for me, it was making a doctor appointment to talk to my doctor. That was one step in a different direction for you at work. It might be having a conversation and a sit down with someone to say, Hey, what's our issue here? Like, why are we not working well together? Let's talk this out. Or it could be updating a resume. Or that it could be updating too. your resume. Um, but take one step in a positive direction of something that is really hard for you. The um, the yin and the yang of this show is sometimes we'll be really real and raw at the beginning and then immediately flip a switch and be uh, just silly for the sake of being silly, which is what we're going to do right here. Uh, Callie asked a few days ago for you to call and talk about your dogs or your pets who are doing things that you can't even wrap your head around when you're not at home. And that, that kind of evolved into brag about your smart pet. And there are no shortage of calls. It was just a cat that we had growing up and she was an indoor outdoor cat. And when she wanted to come in, she figured out how to ring the doorbell. So yes, we had a cat that would ring the doorbell when she wanted to come in. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Can you imagine you're sitting in your house, you're ding dong, and you go, you're look like, at, oh, it's the cat. You look out the window and you don't see anything. Then you walk away and you hear it again. And when you finally open the door, there's the cat. Like, hey, what took you so long? That is amazing. Hey, it's Missy from Gainesville. And I have the smartest dog ever. I actually have three dogs. And one day I gave all three of them a little treat. And my oldest, as she normally did, would scarf it down and proceeded to walk over to our back door and bark profusely to the point where me and the other two dogs thought there was something back there. So we all get up, go look out the door, open the door, and the two other dogs go running out, and the oldest one goes back and steals the other treats from the other dog. <laughs> so I definitely have the smartest dog. Bye. Brilliant. Love you. Uh, okay. And then, uh, a couple of brilliant cats. 
Hey, Kelly and Jeff. This is Amy. Um, I was just calling about the brag on your animals. So we have a Great Dane in two cats, and the Great Dane has, like, this huge crate that's his, and we don't keep him in it, but it's open for him, and he can go in. He has his bed in there. And we kept on coming home, and the dog was locked in the crate, and we couldn't figure out why. None of us did it. We finally set up a camera, and the cats love to torment this dog. Um, and one of the cats would push it closed, and the other one would go on top and somehow finagle the top lock to lock the, the dog inside. But we finally set up a camera to watch it because we, I thought one of the kids was doing it and wouldn't own up to it. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Bye-bye. Cats are actually, on some level, frightening. They're brilliant. I uh, Do you remember... This is kind of similar, like having to set up a camera to catch an animal. My old dog, Blair, when Jeff lived in his house years ago, it was fenced in with a chain link fence. And my dog, Blair, kept getting out. And we spent so much time walking the fence. And we're like, how does she get out? Now, she didn't go anywhere. She would just come right up to the front door and be like, hey, you guys, I'm out. No, she wouldn't. She would go sniff around in the neighbor's yards. And Sadie would, would come to the back door and tattle on her. And be like, hey, you guys, hey, you guys, hey, you guys, the other dog's out. My point is she didn't run away. No. Like, she wasn't trying to go anywhere. She, she was just, just went, trying to get out. She went and investigated the neighbors. So one day, Jeff got, I don't know if it was a pet-specific camera or it whatever. Was, it was. And I put it on her collar, and I opened the door while I was getting ready for my day just to see if we could happen to catch her in the act. And we did. And she was scurrying. I don't know how she made her body so small under the fence. She like got her head underneath it and then just twisted like a corkscrew and kept twisting and kept twisting and kept twisting. But when, when she got out the first couple of times, I of course walked all the way up the hill and like kind of the, into the woods and along the fence line. And if it looked like it had been dug a little bit under like something like that, I would put some rocks there, but there was no, (laughs) Where and I think it was, and she was like a forty-five pound dog. Yeah, so uh, dogs are smart, but cats are clearly one hundred percent smarter. In an effort to make sure that you never feel alone among our upside community, Callie, Mm -hmm. um, other people have favorite Dateline anchors and who they would like to who they would like to report on them in the event that they have to be a Dateline story. Okay. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. I just wanted to comment on your Dateline talk because I feel like Keith Morrison is like the obvious choice. I mean, the voice, right? Okay, he's going to be the obvious host everyone picks. But I just want to put it out there that if I ever need to be in the, you know, in a Dateline, I would like it to be Josh Mankiewicz, you know, with the handkerchief. Um, affectionately known in some Facebook Dateline groups as Sir Mankey with the hanky. I just want to put that out there, not in a Demi Lovato sort of way, because that would mean, ooh, that would mean I got murdered. But if I ever need a Dateline, Josh Mankiewicz. Bye. Can you put that as part of your... I would either do Keith or Andrea Canning. I like her too. I honestly would, couldn't even tell you who I wanted to do mine. It would be Keith Morrison. But how about this for a novel idea? What if we just don't get murdered? <laughs> what about that? Maybe in that way, we don't have to worry about it. Wouldn't that be so fun? I would have so many questions. We should make that a goal, a Demi Lovato 
Twitter goal is to get one of the Dateline hosts on the show because I have so many questions. The only one that I would want is Keith Morrison. Well, does anyone know Keith Morrison? <laughs> the uh, my my friend who does radio up in Detroit, they're all everybody on his show is a hardcore Dateline fan, and around the holidays, the producers. Christmas gift, I think, to everybody on the show was Keith Morrison calling up. Oh my gosh. But they never introduced him. Like he just said in his Keith Morrison voice. And then the whole show was like, oh Freaking my out. gosh. Yeah. They have, do you follow them on Instagram? Yeah. Dateline. They have a hilarious, I mean, it, they talk about death a lot, but they have, whoever runs their social media is so good at it and so quick. And they also have a merch store. Don't you, don't you remember that they retweeted me or put, reposted me or something? Yes. And you were very jealous. Oh my gosh. I was so jealous. They also have, you know, merchandise. So they sell, like you can get a Keith Morrison pop socket. <laughs> Yes. Perfect. So I dare someone to try to like do some sort of crime to you. And then you just hold up your phone. You're like, Keith is watching. Keith watches everything. <laughs> uh, Valentine's day is what one sleep away. So this may or may not help you. It might be too late, but we have got a whole stack of text codes that you can use. Our phone number is 800 434 5454. You can text the word jokes, J O K E S, if you would like a link to Jeff's comedy shows, the ones that are still um, available. The Lawrenceville, the early Lawrenceville show is completely sold out. The later Lawrenceville show, last time I checked, had maybe a dozen seats left. And the theater in Marietta had maybe two dozen seats left. Uh, and, and this is at the time of recording, so they might be gone now. Um, you can also text the word HINT to 800-434-5454, but plan on paying for some overnight shipping. Well, there's some Amazon Prime, Prime stuff on there too. Awesome. Good thinking because uh, Callie puts together a gift guide for every holiday and um, – with gifts for uh, for Valentine's Day with gifts for guys and for girls. So if you want a link to those gift guides, text the word HINT, 800-434-5454. And then we also have two tickets to Hired Guns, which we talked about on our bonus episode this week. And that would be two tickets to Kevin Gillespie's gun show with a celebrity chef um, that they have in hosting. It's called Hired Guns. These tickets you cannot buy. They are completely sold out, but you can win them here by texting the word Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, to 800-434-5454. You know, it's very important to Callie and I that we find ad partners on this show that we use ourselves and that we think you will love. So when you leave us messages about the great companies you found through The Upside, we love to share that. Hey guys, this is Kelly from Cape Coral, Florida. I was just calling to thank you guys for introducing us to Care Of. Um, I started using Care Of a few months ago and I moved from Atlanta to Cape Coral and one of my boxes got lost. So Care Of just shipped me a new one free of charge. So, cause they could see in the tracking that it got lost trying to be forwarded. So I just wanted to say thank you because their customer service is incredible. And actually I need to call them and let them know their customer service is incredible. Um, have a great day. Love y'all. Okay. Bye. 
If you're ready to give Care Of a try, go to TakeCareOf.com and use the code UPSIDE50. When you check out, you'll get 50% off your first Care Of order. That's TakeCareOf.com and the code is UPSIDE50. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding literally owns it. Every sleep solution is American-made in their very own state-of-the-art factory in Phoenix, Arizona, where they custom-craft a mattress just for you. Two brothers, John and Rob Murray, Irwin started 25 years ago as master craftsman, learning everything there is to know about building a quality mattress. We've been sleeping on the Elite Spartan by Brooklyn Bedding, featuring individually encased coils and proprietary comfort foams with a smart fabric cover. What makes the Spartan so advanced? It absorbs your body heat and transforms it into far infrared rays of energy emitted back to you for a more restorative sleep. The Spartan also features Titan Cool, which responds to individual body temperature to give you the perfect sleep environment. Now, I know you're like, what does that mean? What it means is I am not having an overheated sleep for the first time since I can remember. Even Jeff noticed it. He noticed that I was rolling over not as much in my sleep and that I wasn't overheating, which is a big deal for me. If you're looking for the best sleep ever at a factory direct price, go to brooklynbedding.com. Mattresses start at just $4.99. You'll save 25% off every order with the code UPSIDE. 25. That's brooklynbedding.com, American owned and American made. They own the sleep solution because they own the factory. I don't like to point out problems that exist with our ad partners on the show, but I feel like with Skillshare, I need to give you a warning. Once you grab your totally free premier membership, here's the deal. You are going to be overwhelmed with things that you want to take, things that you want to learn, workshops that you want to attend, because there is so much to offer. That's why I would suggest starting with one of their productivity classes or time management classes so you can figure out how to fit it all in. Then you can do what I'm doing and make a list of the photography courses that you want to take, including classes about shooting with an iPhone, shooting with social media. And I can finally dust off that real DSLR camera that I have that's been in the drawer of my dresser for a year and figure out how to use that all with Skillshare and all totally freed upside members for two months. Just go to Skillshare.com slash upside and get two free months of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash upside. Free Stuff Friday on the Upside with Callie and Jeff, where you can win free stuff just because it's Friday. That's why we call it Free Stuff Friday. And it's not Friday yet, so sorry to let you down. But we know what we're giving out for Free Stuff Friday. We are going to be giving you a custom quilted koala bag of your choice. You've seen them all over my Instagram account. I have three or four of them, I think. And the bags are valued around $225. So you can get your initials. You can get all the decals that they offer. It'll be custom with whatever you want and whichever bag you want. And you can go to quiltedkoala.com to see what they have there. We'll give that away on Friday because it's free stuff Friday. On the upside. Yeah.
You got really into that last year. I'm into it. So many people are perplexed to why you hated the jingle, but love that. Because game shows are awesome. Like, who doesn't love a game show? Who doesn't love a jingle? I don't know. (laughs) You you should have been like me. (laughs) I wish we could play. Do we know if we're allowed to play um, famous jingles on here? Uh, Like advertising jingles? Yeah. Like, uh, break me off a piece of that cake. Yes. Like those? Yeah. I want to play our favorite old school advertisements. Probably. Or you could just sing them. No, no, I wouldn't do that to anyone. To all beef, patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onion, tiny sesame seed bun. McDonald's? Big Mac. Big Oh, I don't know that one. What? Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun. I don't remember a song. <sighs> all right, here are my three random things. <gasps> Should I get a jingle for three random things? Do you want a jingle for three random things? Do you want a jingle for three <laughs> random things? Uh, lovesick shoppers will spend more than $27.4 billion for Valentine's Day. It's the second priciest holiday of the year for consumers. Do you have any idea? I had no idea. Other than Christmas. Christmas doesn't seem um, pricey, though. Christmas seems like the time where everything's on sale. Valentine's seems like the time where everything is like way overpriced. Like uh, a $40 dozen of roses is now $120 yes. for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this being, uh, such a tension filled political climate, one in three people are now reporting that a date has been ruined because of a political conversation that came up. Does not surprise me whatsoever. I'm actually surprised it's that low. What was the percentage? 33, a third of oh, people. Oh yeah, that sounds way low to me. Um, now if you factor this in an additional 18% said that their date would not get a second chance because of something political came up. So that would be almost 61% of, of dates. It's just that, that 18% of them sucked it up and sat there for the whole time. I will say, um, don't people put their political views on their dating profile? Like, wouldn't that be an easy way to just nip that? Some people do, but I don't think, I don't think that's like a, Oh, I didn't know if there were like you fill out something. You know how Facebook used to say what your political views were? Did they? Yeah. You don't remember that? I never had it on mine, but it was a choice that you could fill out like, like liberal, job, conservative, work, religion. Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe you do. I don't know. Um, uh, and then uh, number three, random thing. Number three, if you marry an optimistic person, they will contribute to the health of you. I saw that. Did you? I saw that. It says that the risk factors for Alzheimer's, dementia, and cognitive decline are less for people who spend their life with an optimistic person. I totally believe that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that that was a Harvard study. So, like, go Harvard. Does it say? Harvard Journal of Personality. Yeah, see? Um, Harvard Journal of Personality. Uh-huh. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I might want to read that. Although I probably won't be able to understand it because let's face it, like the, you know, people that are writing that stuff, we are not on the same level. <laughs> right. Do they make a Reader's Digest version of that? Oh my gosh. That's genius. Like a Cliff's Nose virgin, version of like really extensive Harvard studies. Where it's just broken down and super simple. Yes. Uh, all right. Get right on that. There's your, there's your next invention. I have a question. Bring it. 
Well, and I don't know if you're the right person to answer this. Maybe we get callers on this. Have you ever had a work review? Yes. Okay. Does anyone enjoy work reviews? I love them. Why? Love. I feel like my dad would enjoy work reviews. I, you know me, I love data. I love feedback. I love knowledge. I love the opportunity to be critical of someone or something (laughs) without repercussion. But let me, let me pitch it to you this way. Mm -hmm. My thought process is I'm not saying I don't like reviews because I don't like criticism. They feel like setting yourself up for stress for no reason, because you see your boss enough to where they know, like in theory, you would get a review every week of the year because you're interacting with your boss. They tell you when you're doing things right. They tell you when you're not. So what's the point of having one super stressful, awkward conversation when you in theory, you're having conversations with them the whole year. Because that is where all of the data of the year prior is condensed and you are presented with actionable goals and things to do for the next year. It's where everything becomes crystal clear. I don't think anything becomes clear. I'm like, okay, yeah, we talked about, cause my boss and I have a great boss. And what I like about him is he's like, I, he doesn't believe in surprising people with things on reviews. So like if things haven't gone so well, you'll know about it. And if things go really well, you will have gotten praise for that. So when you're walking into review, the only thing that's a surprise is, did you get a raise and did you get a bonus? Cause I work at a company where you just, that stuff is like at corporate, at corporations that's more frequent. I've worked at small businesses where it was like, if you want to raise, you go ask for it for a bonus. And that's not the way that bigger companies do it. So, um, well, some bigger companies do it. I think, um, you're talking about like a cost of living raise or, I don't know. Yeah. Like I think, um, or like, you know how Southwest every year and Delta every year, like a lot of the big airline companies do profit sharing every year. So like, They'll say, okay, whatever we made in profit, we're going to divide that among all of our employees that they do it every year. It's just been in the news lately because it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. Um, But I like, like the review is an opportunity for you to sit down and ask questions about your performance and to provide feedback on your boss's performance. I just love it. I love it. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I was talking on Instagram about my review, which was fine. It's just always like a stressful, awkward thing in my opinion. And I'm sure it's stressful and awkward for my boss too. It should be easy for you if your boss is super communicative throughout the year, because then there are no surprises. So you should be feeling either good or nervous walking into it. Right. But it just feels so formal. It is formal. Some, I don't know. Some don't formality is good. And for what it's worth, I don't think it's employees that don't but that are the only ones that don't like reviews. Cause I had a bunch of people reach out to me on Instagram and say, I'm a boss. I have to give X amount of reviews and I hate the whole thing. Thank you for listening to the upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed. So you never miss an episode of the upside. I would like to share with you, Callie, a text message that I got from my friend Mojo. Okay. Who does radio up in Detroit out of nowhere. He sends me a text message. He says, you and Callie sound really good on your podcast. She is so good. Oh. And then I wrote, thank you. She's a natural. And he said, very. Obviously, you guys have chemistry, but you complement each other perfectly. And then I said, I appreciate that. 
um, and then talked a little bit about the fundamentals of podcasting versus radio. And he said, your podcast is way more compelling than what I heard of your last show. That is a compliment. Like, I feel like I just got a compliment from the king. Uh, he is the king. He's <laughs> celebrating 20 years in Detroit That's next amazing. Week. Yeah. Mojo is a huge radio host in Detroit. He has Mojo in the morning, and um, he's been there forever. He is so well-respected in the industry. So to hear him say that, especially about someone with no broadcast experience, I'm kind of blushing right now. I'm fangirling a little bit. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Lisa. Um, I just wanted to tell Callie that I'm so happy somebody else is so obsessed with true crime. I love all that stuff. I absolutely love it. I think if I wasn't a nurse, I might have to go into something forensic. Um, but I listen to the podcast. I watch all the shows, watch all the datelines. So much so that I freak myself out sometimes. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. It's nice to hear that someone else does too. When it comes to brands that I like to choose, here's what I value. Two things. One, a company with amazing principles that gives back. Number two, a company that can make my life easier. Thrive Cosmetics is both of those. For every product we purchase, Thrive Cosmetics helps women in need. They either donate money or their products, and that would be to women who are emerging from homelessness, who are surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. I love that. How are they making my life easier? I do not know a whole lot about makeup. I am the person that likes to spend 10 minutes, minutes in the morning, grab and go, and I like to look fabulous in five minutes. I have been using their brilliant eye brightener. It's like a little highlighter kind of thing, and I've been putting it in the corner of my eyes um, next to my nose. It makes my eyes look so awake. It makes my makeup look super fancy, even though, spoiler alert, I don't know a whole lot about makeup. That's how they make my life easier, and I am loving it. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. Use the code upside for 15% off your first purchase. That is Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash upside. Use the code upside after that for 15% off. Jeff, I need you to have a sound effect for every time you're marking off a new state. When people are on their voicemails and they say a new state that I don't remember hearing. In my head, I hear a little check mark being written on the desk. Do it. Hey, Jeff, just wanted to let you know that the people that were listening to you on Star, we knew when they changed it and we yelled at our radio stations. We had no voice, but in our cars, we were like, why? Why don't we get more Jeff? Why did you change Jeff's show? Why is it no longer Jeff's? What happened to the creativity and the fun and the funny? While you felt like you were alone, you had a lot of people in their cars yelling at their radios, wanting more of you and your funny. So glad you have a podcast, glad it's you and Callie, and glad you get to do your thing. Have a good one. Hi, my name is Danielle. I'm calling from Maryland. And I have to say, I was listening to the podcast about the lady in the accident uh, who was texting from the backboard and when Callie said she would call Jeff if she was like pinned up in her car and Jeff puts his like hand up to his mouth and goes hello I bust out laughing with real tears and I finally know why people say that they have to 
pause the podcast because it was hilarious. Thank you and bye. Hi, this is Anne Marie calling from Kansas. I love starting my day off with the upside. Love you guys. Have a great day. Hey, Callie and Jeff. My name is Noah from Georgia. I am 11 years old. We listen to you every day on our way to school. My favorite part of the show is petty crimes. It makes me laugh so much. Jeff is so serious, and I really like the music in the background. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Uh, This is Lucy. I'm calling from Arkansas. And just wanted to say that every time I hear the new uh, jingle for Free Stuff Friday, I'd be dancing. And um, it kind of reminds me of a hustle dance from, like, disco. So I love it, and I feel like I want to start doing some, you know, line dance kind of thing, you know, disco style. And, um, and I wish you guys much success in 2020. And thanks for the upside. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Mindy. I wanted to let you know that, uh, first off, I love you both very, very much. But, Jeff, that is totally your radio voice. Listen to the message on the voicemail. You're totally in radio voice there as well. And I don't mean it as an insult. I certainly know that Callie doesn't mean it as as an insult. It's just the culture and the world that you came from for 25 years. So uh, totally your radio voice. She's right this time. Sorry, bud. I hope you guys have a great day and know that we love you either way. Hang in there. Okay, bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Kim. I had to pause today's podcast because my friends and I always say that if anything ever happens to us, Keith Morrison needs to narrate the story. We quote him all the time. Oh, that pesky DNA. Fun fact about Keith Morrison He is Matthew Perry's stepfather. So learned that on a television show not too long ago. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Kara calling from Texas. I am calling about having a Dateline friend. So I am Matt to my best friend. She does online dating, and before she goes on any date, she sends me a picture of the guy she's meeting, any social media accounts that she's aware of and has found, She'll screenshot that to me, what time they're meeting and where they're meeting. So I have all the information if something were to happen. And if they live in a different town or city, she lets me know where they live. So anyone who does online dating, you also need a Dateline best friend to look out for you. All right. Thanks for everything on the show. I love listening every day. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Nicole from Chicago, Illinois. I just wanted to let you guys know I've been listening to you for the past four or five months now, and I just moved to Chicago, and I am passing it on to every single person that I know, um, especially those going through hard times. So anyways, just wanted to give you guys a call that you do have a listener in Chicago, and so hopefully you can add Illinois as your next state. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Callie, this is Valerie, and I had to pause your podcast, of course, because I so need a Mean Girls fundraiser in my life. So you need to get on that, and it's totally, totally upsetting because it brings people together about a movie we all love and find is funny. I love you guys, and I hope you really consider this. Thank you. Bye. Hey, this is Sarah Khan from Snowville. I was just calling regarding the whole Jeff and Callie communication and fighting thing. I think it has something to do with November 10th birthday because my boyfriend is 
a November 10th baby, and he has to win a fight. He has to be the one that's right. He has to be on top. So I think it's just that. I think November babies are just kind of all about being right. Not that it's a bad thing. I love his rightness most of the time. Love you guys. I'm truly thankful that we're all here. And if you just started your journey here, welcome aboard and enjoy the ride. No matter where you're at in life, be it a high or low, it's always better when you're looking to it from the upside.